Okay, everyone, thank you. Uh, and welcome back to the Sales Consultant Podcast. I have with me a special guest. His name is Dan Jordan, aka the Deej, aka the Sales Energizer. He's a sales coach, trainer, mentor, and keynote speaker, amongst other things. Uh, and one of the things that we're going to unpack is his entrepreneurial journey, which I'm really eager to understand. So Dan, Deej, thanks for yeah. being on the show. Oh, by the way, it's the Deej. The Deej. Yeah, that's right. You know, really how the name came about, it was just, it, it was, see, I was Danny uh, all throughout my life. And so, but I get into high school and there was another Danny, Danny Deano, who was, you know, tall, good looking, Italian muscles, the whole thing. And so he kept his name, Danny, and I got my initials, DJ, which is so much better because it's more memorable. Yeah. And then DJ just turned into Deej. But then I realized something, and this is for all you salespeople out there. I realized something that sometimes things are going really good. Like you've had it, you know, you know for whatever reason, you can't miss the shot or for whatever reason, you're in you the zone. say the right thing you, mm -hmm. when you're in the zone. And when you're in the zone, I wanted to capture that. And so I, I just turned that on. So I have an alter ego and the alter ego it. is yeah. the deed. So when I'm on stage, you know, the deeds can do things that Danny Jordan <laughs> Danny can't do. <laughs> could never do, you, you know? And so, and I think everybody has- Could have an idea. alter ego, yeah. Yeah, so, and I and I tell people to do it, like the last hundred yards of the race or the last, from, from three to five on Friday, when you're ready to give up, turn on the deed. I mean, turn on your alter ego. And then, you know, that's where the magic happens. That's well, I, I love what you just said. I was going to say this for later, but since you queued it up, it's yeah. Friday. Uh, it's Friday afternoon for you. And yeah. we're recording this podcast. I have a quote. I think I dropped it on your inter uh, on our interview on your show. Uh -huh. And that is casual Friday does not mean casual effort. We all are familiar. Whoever been in business for five minutes knows on Friday, we lose a ton of productivity uh, and sales. Right, we're kind of cruising through the day. There's used to be a theme of like, let's go golfing on Friday afternoon because we're so ahead of quota and, and these sorts of things. But, um, you know, you mentioned Friday and turning on the ultra ego at the end yeah. of the day to finish strong. Right. So tell me what, what, what are your views on that on, you know, Friday being sort of a, you know, a day to coast into the weekend, or do you think, or how do you kind of preach that to your, to your uh, people you uh, coach? Yeah. Uh, well, there's, I, I teach everybody there's, there's three days that salespeople don't work. Uh, and there's three days where if you do work on those days, you got no competition. And like, that's the goal. So those three days are Mondays, Fridays, and when it rains, for whatever reason, people just don't work when it, when it rains. So when, it, so if it's like a rainy Monday, forget about it. I mean, yeah. you're ready to roll. That's a big day right there. But I always said, so this, this clock right here, I don't know if it's, yeah, it's always set at 430. Yeah. Um, it doesn't move. It's at 430. That's the best time of every day, but especially on Friday, Friday, I have from from three to five on Fridays is magic time. Uh, for whatever it is, you can get a hold of people that you can't get a hold of all week um, in a million different ways. And they're friendly mm. and they're re relaxed and they'll applaud you for where oh, So you're finishing the day. Nobody, none of my guys are finishing today. You're fin and so it's, it's just, it's just a great time. And I, I really it, it's 4.30 every day, but three to five on Friday, it's, I'm, I'm excited for Fridays. I love Fridays for that reason. Well, I love that you said that. around it. 
The reason why this is at 2.30, my time, and not 3.30 is because you ain't cutting into my magic time, baby. <laughs> it sounds like you treat it like an appointment. That's a block of time that you you park and nobody gets in the way of it because you know it's prime time for you. And it's high probability you're going to get in touch with people and, and, and these sorts of things. And it's an easy time to stand out because everybody else is coasting at that time. And they're checked out trying to you know, leave early or whatever it might, it might be, yeah. uh, you're still hitting the phones, you're still knocking on doors and while everybody else is kind of chilling out. Well, you know, and that is, that is the main thing of, of prospecting and in sales. Uh, it's more, I think I I'm about to say it's better than, but I, I don't know. I haven't quite thought it out completely, but if I had the choice between, uh, be, between being great uh, at anything or being consistent, I think I take consistent. Um, if if I was if I had the choice of of uh, of actually pushing through and you know working on your skills or just blocking out your time for that certain area and just doing it all the time, I probably I probably take that. I think it's an important just to, it's how about this one? It's better to be different than great. A different gets different gets uh you know you're memorable that's it you just want to be memorable in a positive light and so that's what you get when you do things that other people aren't doing at times that other people aren't doing them you are memorable and you so know uh you, so you are a certified uh coach i believe for the uh jeffrey, jeffrey gittimer camp Right. Well, I noticed years that years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, the funny thing is you just said be memorable. And I remember early in my career, I've been doing this for a little bit to myself early in my career, I read a, one of his books and that's what stood out to me. He had took a story. He told a story about a guy who would go prospecting with a pig in his hand and he'd go into, he'd walk into the lobby and he'd have a pig, a pig, his pet pig. And yeah. it, it's what made him memorable. And he was trying to drive home that point in a, in a big way. So yeah, uh, it's, it's easy to kind of, fall into the masses and be like everyone else in sales. But if you can find a way to stand out through whatever means, so it's, it's unique but to now, you. Now, yeah. really, to stand out, you have to, it's, it's even it's even more important. For sure. Uh, but, it's, it, but it's easy to do it. All you have to do now is be a human. I mean, everybody expects AI to be everywhere. When you get an email, your, your initial thought is, I wonder if this is real. You know, when you get anything, when we get called, I wonder if this is real. So all you have to do is be a human. All you have to do is be a real person and even say that. Hello. Hey, I wonder if you can help me. My name's Dan. I'm actually a real person yeah. and I'm calling you. For I I'm mean, you can do that yeah. and you get, you get a uh, member that way. In fact, the biggest thing I'm doing right now in prospecting, encouraging everybody to do is hyper personalized video prospecting. Okay. Put embed your video in your emails, embed your video in your LinkedIn messages, embed your video in your texting. You just put it there. It's it's such a differentiator for you. You it's a uh, it's almost an immediate callback or reply. I, I'm getting like 70 percent opens and replies with video. It's insane. personalized video. That's the key thing, too, because it can become uh pretty, you know, cliche and corny if you're not personalizing it, right? Well, yeah, personalized and unprofessional. Right. Yeah, you, you want because you want it to be authentic. That's the yeah. whole thing. And so, which is great, by the way, because then you could just toss them out, you know, 
instantly. I can do it right now. You know, just go like this. You get your phone. Here's the trick. I'll teach you how to do it. What app are you using? A lot of people don't know. I'm using something called an iPhone. Right. And so what you do is you take this and you get it to the, uh, you go to text. Well, it seems something. like you're struggling with that iPhone. Or there, I know. I know. <laughs> you, you do this and then you press the little thing there and then you press video and this, and then you can make your Voila. video. Hey, Derek, this is Dan. I just wanted to let you know uh, how cool it is that you let me come on your podcast. And uh, just give me a call back after because I got something to sell you. Boom. And you're done there. You do there and you send it. See you later, potato. A great way to get started if you're watching. Next time you're some, it's somebody's birthday. And, uh, you know, we send them a text. Hey, happy birthday. Nya, nya, nya. Send them a video text. You know, happy birthday. Watch what happens. It's, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. I'm funny. It's interesting that you're just using straight up video because everybody will talk about Vidyard or some other application that yeah, you should I use, use that, videos. too. No, okay. That's great. No, I use that, too. And I put that. I actually use something called Quick Pages. But no, I think it's great. But uh, the the biggest thing for a coach uh, is not necessarily teach you new stuff. You could, that's what YouTube is for. You can learn how to build a rocket ship on YouTube. You could, you know, fix anything you want to fix. You can learn anything you want on YouTube. The reason for a coach is to get you to press play, is to get you to implement it. And so the whole thing is to make it as simple as possible. And so you don't need any, just start like that, get comfortable. As soon as you get comfortable making videos, mm -hmm. then you can get all fancy. Start where you are, use what you have and stop overthinking it. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah. People just go and love it. Gosh, do people love putting together processes and plans and, and <laughs> studies and statistics and get things perfect. Over you know, in the meantime, yeah. while you're doing all that, that's great. Yeah, do all that stuff. I'm on the phone at three to five on Friday. With your prospect, <laughs> taking yeah, taking prospect. your lunch yeah. in your face, yeah, that's exactly. And you know, and it's and it's fun. By the way, right now is the greatest time in the world to be prospecting because people just need human interaction. You know, they crave it. They used to kick you out of offices. Now they bring you in and here's some cookies. <laughs> this is true. I mean, it's a yeah. hot chocolate. It's a person. It's a person. Yeah. I had a, I used to do when I used to do like door to door, I had a staffing company. And I remember I used to have this line. I would walk up to people's house and, and I, I the business, I would walk in and I say, you know, when I say uh, temporary staffing, what's the first thing that comes to mind? That was my little line to get them going. And I went to this one place and you know how there's always these, remember the no solicitation signs? Oh yeah. Unless it's yeah. custom, I'm going right in. Yeah. 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 That's right. So so I see no solicitation. Everybody just pisses right past that. Yeah. But there was, have you ever gone on a no trespassing? Oh, I snap. No, yeah, I'm yeah, scared of that. that. Someone's yeah. going to pull out a shotgun. So I, went into this, I, I went into this no trespassing one and I did my line and I knocked on the door. And I, what's the one thing you say when uh, you think about when I say temporary staffing? And the lady looked at me and she's like, oh, listen, it's fine. We don't use any, whatever. She was sending me away. And I said, that's great. But I asked for one word. <laughs> she goes, leave. <laughs> That was just, I mean, it's great. You don't get stuff like that when you don't prospect, you know, right, it's right. stories for life. Right. It's real. It's real human to human interaction. It's, a, I mean, it's your point. I like that you said, make it fun. A lot of people dread the idea of prospecting and outreach. The anxiety goes up. If you can change the internal dialogue and just get to a point where like, shit, I'm good at this. I'm going to have fun with this. Make a game out of it. They talk about no goals. Uh, go for uh, go for the no. You know, I'm sure yeah. you've heard oh, yeah. about this idea too, right? Every no gets you closer to a yes. That little thing actually gets it 
to be sort of an internal contest. If I, if, for me, it did. Uh, yeah. Is this getting well, to that with point? With the no, I, you, listen, you have to, statistics will tell you, you know, 95 right. out of right. 100 calls, you're going to get a no. Right. So the, the, the foolish thing to do would be not to prepare for that no. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, I wouldn't say, actually, you know, just go for it because you want to beat them up and get yeah. them past the no, yeah. but you want to kind of embrace it because you know, you're, you know, you're going to get it. So I was a stockbroker when I, uh, I sold one of my businesses and then, uh, and then, and then I, I moved I Atlanta just, and, uh, yeah, and I, stockbroker. I, yeah. Well, you know, I had some money then. And so I was investing it. I'm like, I, I should learn how to do this. And so I've learned from my dad, the 11th commandment. Okay, never, bring it. Yeah, never pay retail. And so, <laughs> so if you need to learn something, get a job, they'll teach you for free. They'll pay you to learn it. So that was my thought process. Brilliant. And so I wanted to learn Brilliant. how to invest. So I said, oh, I'll get a job as a stockbroker and I'll I'll figure that out. They'll pay me to learn how to invest my money. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. That was the, <laughs> that was that was the goal. But I had a good story that I was gonna tell you. Oh, yes, no. I completely forgot what I was going to talk about. Well, I mean, it well, it'll come back to you if we don't think about yes. it. That's my rule on that. If I lose okay. my train of thought, I just move yeah. on. It'll, it'll pop back in and you just pick us up right where we left off. I wanted to ask you, though, because you mentioned selling one of your businesses. So for those that don't know uh, the DJ's background, he has uh, built and sold four companies, I believe. That's what I read online. And so... My question is this, not necessarily like, well, what was that like or anything like that, but what, of all the things you could have got into post, you know, stockbroker, selling businesses, you got into this line of work of, you know, coaching, advisory, public speaking in the realm of sales. Yeah. Why? Why, why take yeah. that path? Well, a good course. So I, I started, I had my, my deli in New Jersey, and then mm-hmm. I had a restaurant supply business in Manhattan, and then I moved here, and then I became a stockbroker. And then as a stockbroker, I realized that my people that had money with me, I had like three people with over a million dollars with me, oddball business, landscaper, pest control, which you did too. You did those two businesses as well, right? Sanitation. That's right. So I said, this is crazy. Let me go do that. And so I started, I was, I went to buy one of my clients business, but that didn't work out. So I just started one and, um, grew big. And then I, I had that. And then I sold that and I had a truck rental business, sold that. Then I had staffing company, sold that. And then I did whatever. And I realized something about myself. I'm a terrible manager. I'm really good at going from like, you know, zero to 10. But other people are really good at getting things from 10. Like you're really good at getting from, from 10 to a hundred. You'll, you'll, you'll make people efficient and do that stuff. I, I'm just, I'm on the front end of all this. So I really like the whole prospecting. I enjoy, and we, oh, you talked about uh, sales being fun. This is where it comes from. Uh, the prospecting being fun. I, I think it's, for me, it's almost a uh, religious experience. Mm. It's almost godlike. You're, and I, I, and I mean that in the least blasphemous way possible, but uh, you're, you're creating something from nothing. And that just wakes me up in the morning. The fact that I got somebody over here with a need. I got somebody over here with a product that can serve it. I'm just going to broker this in the middle and create some loot. I'm going to create some magic in the middle. I'm putting that together. That, for whatever reason, that's my personality in doing it. And so when you talk about it 
you know, making it fun, you're literally making something, you're producing something, you're, you're making it satisfying to your soul if you do it the right way. And even just to pass, I'm getting on my high horse here, so bring it, bring me down whenever you want. But even if all you're doing is making somebody else smile, True. Uh, I always yeah. feel like sales is the transfer of, of energy. Uh, either you're making, uh, uh, either you're bringing more happiness to the world or you're taking it away. It's never even Steven. And so when I walk into a place, my goal isn't necessarily to make a sale. My goal is, is to get a, a positive reaction and brighten up their day. And uh, it, it generally what people right now, especially absolutely crave it. They crave certain with all this AI, people are just craving authenticity and they're craving honesty and they'll they'll gravitate towards it. So if you, that's why that works when you call people and say, hey, this is a cold call. Do you want to hang up on me now? Yeah, right. You know, they don't they won't yeah. do it because they <clears throat> they're like, oh, at least this guy's honest. I could probably trust what they're about to say. They're they're telling me that. Um one of the greatest relationship things to be able to get instant kind of rapport with somebody is to be vulnerable. Right, say right. something self-deprecating. If you, yeah, 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 say something embarrassing. Butcher, I, I saw a video once, and I thought this was brilliant. Someone on LinkedIn, they were you know giving some ideas on openers, and one of the openers was a fumbled opener, like intentionally. They called up, they jumbled their words, and they said, "Ah, oh, crap! Can I start over again, or do you want me to just call you back another time?" That's I love it. Yeah, loved it. Loved well, it. You want to hear the best, the best opener? This one. Bring it. Because you know, the whole idea is to get attention. Right. Yep. And then and get and them so interested. They, yep. So they listen to the next thing you have to say. So it's like okay. a headline. When you go in there, you're like a quick headline. Well, before we get started, can I give you a compliment first of all? Absolutely. Please yeah. bring it. That's the opener. I mean, <laughs> that was if you tell somebody hey, real quickly, can I can I compliment you on something? I a hundred percent they're listening to the next thing that comes out. I was on the seat. I was on the. I mean, I really thought you were going to give me a compliment. That's right. Well, I mean, I'll before the day's over, you'll get one. But it, that here, the whole idea is yeah. to do that. And by the way, you can compliment somebody themselves. But it's just as good to compliment their workplace, to compliment. You, you see somebody with a nice car, you say, hey, nice car. You got a friend for life. Yeah, nice true. bike. You got a friend for life. You know, so you don't have to compliment somebody's, you know, actions, just something that they own and they associate themselves. You have a really nice family. Even that, everything works. That holds up, but that's fun, isn't it? Yes, now, it is exactly. On. Yep. That, that's... I went into this one place. You got me in the mood to talk right now. Cool. That's what we're <laughs> here to hear you talk, man. Let's. let's... I went into this one place. Uh, I went to see this guy, Mike O'Brien, and uh, I was selling. It was at the time when I had a staffing company, and but I built that business two million dollars in the first year, hmm. uh, just by walking industrial parks and knocking on doors and saying, "Hey, I wonder if you can help me." My name's Dan. I'm the uh, uh, we do staffing over here. Who would be the person I need to talk to? There it is. I mean, Get out there it. and prospect people. Yeah, that was it. And uh, anyway, so this one guy, Michael Bryan, I could never get a hold of him. And so I kept on going. So one day I go there because I would go like on a milk route every Tuesday. I'm stopping off with carton cookies, carton cookies. And uh, 
I went to go see uh, them and, and I heard in the background the ladies in the room and they said, oh, here he is again. And so I'm like, all right, that's free reign. I got something. Your so friendly neighborhood salesperson. That's it. So I don't know what happened. I never said this before and I certainly haven't said it since, but I walked in big smile and I said, you know, they all looked at me. They stopped because I'm loud and I go, who does a guy have to sleep with to see Michael Bryan in this place? <laughs> They didn't forget you. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. And then there was, everybody was like stunned silence. And there was an older woman in the back and she, she, she looked at me and she goes <laughs> like this. And she goes, okay. I thought you were going to say me. <laughs> and then the greatest thing, even better. She goes, she goes, not me, but maybe Rachel. <laughs> awesome. Rachel just got busted out. <laughs> yeah. But I never, uh, never saw Michael Bryan. <laughs> you never saw Michael Bryan. Yeah. I never got that. Never got that business. But Hey, you know, that, but that's, I love the creativity, the, the the charisma and the just, you know, making it fun and using comedy and humor now. But what would you say to someone who doesn't naturally have that bone? They don't think, you know, you, you know, some of our internal dialogue is and I tell myself this often, like, I'm just not a funny guy. I'm pretty serious and I can get motivational and get, you know, get all of that going. But when it comes to cracking jokes and sometimes I might yeah. say something stupid like that, I feel like yeah. I put my foot in my mouth. What do you say to the person who's not good at using humor? Yeah, that's great. Um, first of all, uh, smile. And, and that takes a, you could say nearly anything with a smile. You know, you could say, I, I, I would say something rude right now just for a point, but I'm not going to with a smile. But the point is you can get away with the smile. And then that self, if, it, if the joke doesn't work, you'd shake your head and like, oh, I'm not good at this. You know, and so you can get away with that. And then you go, you, you turn into vulnerability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the, uh, but the main thing is you need scripting. Okay. <laughs> and so we talked about earlier uh, embracing the no. This is what I was uh, the point I was getting to. I when I was a stockbroker for 5 years, I had the same pitch. Uh and I by the way, I was a terrible broker. I mean, uh, I I can make you a little money, but only if you started with a lot. <laughs> I can make it. But um so I took a partner to do that, uh, but nobody opened up more accounts than me. That was my so, thing. I could open up more your strength yeah, yeah. Than, than anybody. And so we, we did all the five years running. I did that. I had the same pitch for five years. My pitch was this. Hello, Mr. Jones. Hey, I wonder if you can help me. My name is Dan. I'm with Smith Barney down the street. Real quickly, the reason I was calling is to see if you would wanted to buy a 9% paying Fort Howard bond. That was my thing. Um, in five years, I never sold one Fort Howard bond. I don't even know if we had them to sell. I just called and anything they said, I had the same response. So say, uh, say, uh, no, I'm not interested. No, 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 it's not for me. Got it. I totally understand. I'm just a voice over the phone. But let me ask you this. When you do invest, what's been successful for you in the past? That was my line. So now say, uh, say, uh, uh, actually stop calling me. I hate you. Stop calling me. I actually hate you. Okay, I got it. Totally makes sense. Listen, if I were you, I'd say the same thing. But let me ask you this. When you do invest, what's been successful for you in the past? So I didn't even hear whatever you said to me. I knew as soon as you said something, I was going to say, got it. Makes sense. If I were you, I'd say the same thing. But let me ask you this. When you do invest, and if you engage me with that second question, I have a chance. I got you. Yeah, yeah. If you don't engage me, I have another word that I say, thank you very much. And I dial the next number. 
I don't care. I've already forgotten about you. You've already forgotten about me. We're not angry at each other. I asked if you wanted something. You said no. I asked you to follow up. You said no. See you later, potato. Next call. Opened up more accounts than anybody else in the whole world. So in your business, whatever business you're in, you, you know, don't like crave the no, like, oh, this is so great because now I get to battle you. But you say no. When they say no, that's that's your first opening for you to engage in conversation. No, I'm not interested in that. But that doesn't mean you're not interested in anything. Right. Got it. And so I got it. Well, I make so when you when you do uh when you do try to get, make your software more efficient, uh, what what qualities are you looking for in that new piece of software? Or you know when you when you are looking for a new roof on your house, what's the method you go through to to pick a good person, put a new roof on, and just whatever, right? And let them engage. And you know what happens? Another good thing is, what do you like best about the the hairdresser you're using now? For whatever reason, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm bald for this listening. This, the, uh, I, I'm not even looking at you. I apologize <laughs> yeah. for that. But it's because I'm making love to the camera. Right? But you're smiling, so it didn't matter. Yeah, that's right. You could say anything. <laughs> but yeah, it, when you ask somebody what they like best about the product they're using right now, mm -hmm. there's a psychological thing that forces people to say immediately, I don't know, but I'll tell you what I don't like about right. it. And well, that's, that's a good all, lesson there because most people are asking you what you don't like. Yeah. You know, if, if there's anything you could change, if you got a wish list, if you got a pixie oh, ask dust. Them what do you love about it? Yeah, well, what yeah. do you love best about it? And then people are like, what do I love best about my email program? I don't know. I'll tell you what I don't like. I Every it's six missing. weeks, they update it and it goes. And now you have a piece of meat. You know, now you got something to play with. Right. Doesn't mean you're going to make the sale right there, but now you got something. But you're engaged. And that's like, what this is all about. It's trying to get into that conversation where you can then start to unravel whether there's a fit or not. And if there's a potential for going forward. But if I step back, I want to know, do you have uh, like labels for some of this, right? Like uh, ledge statements. I think uh, we've heard that from other authors and they, you know, I, I felt the same way or yeah. things like that. And then transitional statements. And do you label these things to help your students and clients uh, retain them better or? There are, but what, what I, what I do is, and, and this seems to work best a lot of times in training. And I used to do this in the past, give everybody the reasons why and help build a script with them along the whole way. Now I just give them the whole script. And then I give them a video, uh, an audio of me giving the script and and just hear that several times. Then let's go through the scientific reason yeah, for it. it. Mm -hmm. And then you let it become yours. But yeah, I, I call those, those uh, when, when somebody gives an objection, I guess you're talking about that. So how do you reply to the objection? So first I do, here's, here's a rule of life. Always agree. <laughs> the first thing you have to do, if someone says it costs too much, got it that makes so any anything you're going to say got it i'm with you that makes sense you're right i understand we're all in the same page got it. perfect you want to agree worst thing you could say is oh really what do you think you know yeah. right then you want to transition with a little i call it a softening statement is my little word and so okay. got yeah. it that makes sense if i were you i'd probably say the same thing and but but it's not I probably say the same thing. It's I probably say the same thing. You hear that little laugh in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Generally, and the, and this is the the this is why I give people audios, and which is why they have to record themselves, is because 
I say a lot of 90%, I'm making up all my statistics, but a, a good portion of success in sales on the phone and on video and things like this and on uh, conference calls is tonality and speed. Yeah, yep, totally. Yeah, I noticed that when you said it because the uh, agreement statement that you use, you, you're down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, and it's real quick and it's, but then you transition to your soft statement or whatever, yes. right? And so the, the so tonality you, pops up and you speed up and then you get to your question, your line. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and you're controlling them. You're right. controlling right. them with your modulation. It's, it's all the same thing, getting their attention. And, you know, and making sure they listen. So when you say, got it, they, or that's too expensive. Great. I mean, that freaks them out. Great. And now, now they're thinking, why do you think it's great? Now you got their attention. Now they're going to hang on your next word. And so then you you say, hey, listen, if I were you, I'd say the same thing. I'm just a voice over the phone. Uh, I'm just a voice over the phone. Stealing yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just a, and then here's here's the transitional statement. But let me ask you this. And you got to say, but let me ask you this. If you just ask a question, yeah, if I were you, I'd say the same thing. What do you like best about blah, blah, blah? Nah, it's, it's too much there. So you have to have that little softener. But let me ask you this. And in their head, they won't say it out loud, but in their head, they nodded. Okay, you can ask me one question. Got it. You can ask me one question. And then, and then you can and then ask. If it's, and if it's a well-crafted question, not some question just to be asking questions, but something that's relevant, I would imagine. I mean, it doesn't need to be it needs some earth-shattering thing. No, no. It needs to be an opinion, open-ended question. Okay. Open-ended. And, and if you're with somebody exceptionally uh, ornery at you mm -hmm. um, and you want to calm them down a little, I, I say things like this. Hey, listen, got it. That makes sense. Hey, listen, I, I'm done selling now. Really, I am. But let me ask you something and then ask them advice. You know, let me ask you something. If, if uh, you have a great company, if, if a guy like me wanted to get in with a company like yours, what what's the areas that you would suggest I go for another company similar to this? Yeah, classic move, particularly with uh, gatekeepers, right? When you're asking for their help, particularly, I think yes. that's a, a, a good move too. Now, listen, first of all, now you hit a sore spot with me. You, everything in sales, another 90% is all mental, okay? So yeah, you got to get I in agree. your head. So. When you're when you're reaching out to somebody, mm -hmm. uh, your your impression of what they look like or how they're how they are on the other end of the phone is very important. Just using terminology like gatekeeper <laughs> yeah. screws you up. You see, you picture a little old lady with her glasses down her nose and who's just in the worst of moods. <laughs> yeah, that's what comes that's to my right. mind. Or yeah. or or you know, somebody in a suit of armor with, a, you know, a hammer and a sickle and a sword, you know, you cannot you gotta, enter. That, that's right. It's one of those things. So that, and so you're thinking you got to beat your way through it or right, sneak right. around them. No. All what right. So what do you say instead of gatekeeper? Well, I think of this person more as a uh, school crossing guard. Okay. You know, it's just a nice lady. They're just directing me. You know, they're just directing me to the right person. It's their job. And so my, my seven magic words, um, and this is money. So this is, this is real inner. We're not charging stuff. for this one, guys. That's right. This is the free one. So um, the, the seven magic words are, I wonder if you could help me. It and is. these words just because what it happens is uh, people have a need to help in this person's case. It's their job. If you walk into a department store and a salesperson walks up to you, they look at you, say, hi, how may I, 
help you. Help you. That's their job. When somebody picks up the phone and says, hello, this is Johnson Enterprises. How may I help you? It's their job. And so you just fit perfectly like the gears with them. It's mm. so good. Oh, that's, I know how to do that. Help you? Uh, I can, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And so mm -hmm. then you ask a question like that. I wonder if you could help me. Right. My name is, I do this for companies like yours. Who would be the person I would need to speak with in regards to that? And you're letting them do their entire thing. They're like, oh, perfect. Yeah, I'd love to help. What is it all about? Got it. I see you. Oh, that's Bill Jacobs. Sure. Let me transfer you. And it's satisfying for that person to do it. Right. You're helping them. Because in uh, when you're first meeting somebody, they're suspicious of you. And so if you say, hi, how you doing? They already know that it's a cold call. They're ticked off. They're putting up their defenses. You can't do that. But you want to keep everything just so you know perfect with them with, with no inconvenience and no blockages whatsoever. And so that's where you know your tone comes in and your right, speed right. comes in because the slightest little thing. Yeah, because if, if you slam if you there there was this mantra when I was coming up where you could be anyone you wanted to be over the phone. That was one of the beauties of cold calling was that you could yeah. basically impersonate whoever you wanted to be and be and, and right. embody that. And so when you'd cold call someone, you might take a, hi, this is Derek. I need to talk with Dan, please. You know, and to you, and, that's but, if right. they, but that stuff doesn't work anymore, or at least I don't think it really worked then, to be honest. You know, it's you just, know. I don't know who to talk to. Can you help me out? Oh uh, my gosh. That's so good. Right. That, I mean, just that is so good. Hey, I wonder if you could help me. I, I don't even know who to ask for. Uh, we do this and this and this for other companies just like yours. Who would be the person I need to speak with? You know, just like, and they want to help you. Most of the, most of the people that answer the phone are moms or dads. You know, treat them like a mom or a dad, you know? And so that's it. So asking for help is great. Asking for somebody's opinion, very good. What do you think Bill would think of this? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or best thing is asking for some, here's, here's a secret. You ask for somebody's advice. And if they give you their advice, you take their advice, utilize their advice, then come back and report to them about the, the uh, results after you took their advice and you own them. Mm. And they will tell you, they will talk about you at their dinner table. I helped this young man the other day. He came to me for this <laughs> advice. And, I, yeah. and I, they're not getting it from their home, from their family. Right. They're getting them from you. And you <laughs> own them. And then what happens is now, not only do they accept your calls, but now they're a, a referral source. All this True. just yeah. by asking for advice. So in my no rejection prospecting system, I teach those types of things of asking for somebody's advice, not only in the email, but in that video, in that video prospecting call, you want to do it the same way. And you're, you're getting them to, to, you know, to like you and trust you and all that stuff before it even gets started. And it works, works really well. With the time that we have left, I want to ask you about two different things. One is the mindset and the other is AI. So before AI, I want to talk about the mindset. You mentioned 90% of sales is in the head. It's a heads game. I couldn't agree more. And not to have an agreement fest, but straight up, I do believe mindset matters most when it yeah. comes to sales and these sorts of things. But how does one 
maintain the right mindset because it's easy to say it's all about the mindset go watch some motivational videos and these sorts of things but i think there's more practical things that maybe you're doing in your life every day to maintain this energizer mentality that you have that you exude to other people that they take and you know transfer to their prospects i mean you are a, a shining light of energy so yeah. how is it that you do that every single day when i interviewed with you you were yeah ecstatic you're here you're bringing the energy now what how do you keep yourself in that positive you know rigid positive yeah. outlooking mindset yeah I, you know some of it's natural i'm not i'm you know it's, it's easier for me to be positive to just human Why? nature i mean but, uh, but I mean, yeah but it's also cultivated okay. uh, because i like it and so uh i it, it a it's about a lot of routine and I, you have to be routine oriented. So like tomorrow morning, I know my routine, what's going to happen when I wake up. Okay. Uh, it, it's my, it's my little thing. It, it doesn't have to be anybody else, but you need to have something, you need to have something to do that. Um, and then the understanding that I think Zig Ziglar said it best. He said, you know, the effects of motivation doesn't last, uh, but neither do the effects of brushing your teeth which is why you need to do it every right. day. And most people brush Brilliant. their teeth twice a day. Uh, I have a little, you're going to make me say it, but I have a little embarrassing mantra that I say probably 300 times a day in my head and it comes in and out. And uh, it puts me in the zone. It, it turns on the Deej. Uh, and I'm here now but you don't know where I was 15 minutes before we started. Right. 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 And so it's the understanding I'm going to, you know, I'm human just like anybody, right. but when I, I feel it's people's moral imperative, when you're in front of another human being to transfer that positive energy. So that's, that's my personal thing. So how I get myself up and regularly, I go like this. I lead, not follow. I believe, not doubt. I create, not destroy. I make the news. I don't watch the news. I'm a leader. I'm a force for good, force for God, set the standard, defy the odds. I stand up, I take charge, I win. And then I walk in. Like I'm an animal. I mean, you can't say no to that, you know? And I could do it real fast in my head and I just go in and I just get into the zone. But knowing that 15 seconds from now, it's gone. And I'm worried about the corn on my foot and my daughter getting engaged, <laughs> he didn't. you know, and I'm worried about, you know, daughter's getting engaged, but she's getting, yeah. but she's getting engaged to a guy you like, by the way. Oh, he's a, a nice, he's episode. a very nice boy. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> grown on me and he's just, uh, just a good. I love that though. I mean, you mix in a lot of things, I man. You got the, the morning routines, you're taking control of your day and you're earning the positive energy. Uh, you have, you know, the internal dialogue that you externalize into these affirmations and you're repeating 300 times a day, right? So you have that, that. may be exaggerating, but, but, you know, I like the number three, so I'm, we'll go, with, we'll go with that. Yeah. There you go. Well, one of the things I want to highlight that I forgot to, uh, is the rebuttal framework just to go back real quick. ASTQ. Oh, yeah, uh, so agree, a softening statement, transitional statement, and then hit them with a well thought out question. So open ended, open ended, open and it has to be opinion based as well, right? Yeah, get, get them to think. The greatest thing in the world is when someone says, "You know, I never thought of that before." Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Or I know what I like too is you've really done your homework. Yeah, oh yeah, that's great. 
<laughs> do stuff so, like that. No, but it's fun. And then you you got a you know a, a new human being. So here here's the thing: a lot of people go into sales by knowing and their product and you have to know your product well but yeah you know everybody knows people will buy from those that they like they trust they believe and then and i say have a desire to do business with now uh but i a lot of people think that trust comes first now trust is very very important it gets right there but if they don't like you you don't stand a chance you're not even in the door you know no matter now most people will lead with with you know belief they'll believe you know they want to get a job here's my resume right i mean you're not even in the door here's my resume you know this is what i do here's the quality of my stuff no you got to get them to like you first then trust you then believe you and then the when you make the sale once you have those three things you kind of made the sale but you're waiting for a want or a need but eventually you get to the point where people just want to do business with you mm -hmm. they have a desire to do business with you well you know, i'm glad you said it that way because that was where i wanted to go with the last question about ai because through the, our interview you've mentioned ai a few times about how you know ai isn't able to do a lot of things and that we can do as humans and humans prefer to deal with another human that was kind of but just to get some tension here to the to that idea don't you think there is a population of people out there that would much rather work with a sort of virtual entity, a bot entity that has the intelligence that's generally acceptable to or equivalent to a human. Because I asked, the reason I asked this is because there's so much data out there on how buyers don't want to deal with salespeople. Right. Right. And so, and of course, you know, if every salesperson sold like you and had these tools, then maybe this wouldn't be the case. But the reality is the vast majority of buyers are dodging and ducking humans. Yeah. And so, and I know your point about like, is this email written by a real person? This, and, and we love that appreciation when it's personalized. But if a robot can personalize and treat you like an individual mm. to a degree that a human just can't, like, I mean, you have all these videos that you've done on YouTube. I couldn't physically watch them all in preparation for our interview, but an AI bot could and yeah. then have this dynamic conversation with you. So do you, the question is I'm not I'm not against I'm okay. not against AI. I'm yeah, a big yeah. I'm a big fan of AI. I think AI is smarter than us, better than us, uh mm -hmm. more obviously more uh, it, it, uh, conscientious than us. Uh, you know, it just it's more it just works all the time. It never gets tired and uh, never gets insulted, has no emotion. Doesn't take Friday afternoon off. Yeah, no, it's great. Can't prospect worth a crap. <laughs> Can't but do do you, you don't you don't ever think that AI in the near term ever yeah. anything's possible yeah. in the ever, but in yeah. the short term, next five years, SDR AI bots, salespeople oh, that are prospecting, absolutely. doing demos, the whole nine. I tell you what it's going to do. This is my prediction. Please. It's going to demolish the average salesperson. That's it. You gotta be great. You, you gotta, gotta work great. on number one. You got to wake up in the morning. You know, the art of practicing sales is the art of practicing personal development. Ooh, yeah, capture and, that and, one. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's exactly what it is. And so you're working on yourself. I believe, and I love the sales, and I think salespeople make better husbands. 
make better wives. Salespeople make better employees. Salespeople make better entrepreneurs. Salespeople make better friends. Salespeople come up with solutions. Come, they fix things. They, they don't just dwell on what's going on in their head. Now, average salespeople do. Order takers do. But someone who's out there starting a business, who has to find a way, who has to hustle, who has to invent the things that the AI is going to eventually steal, that thing, that kind of greatness, that works on yourself. The understanding that you have the total opportunity. I think it's great that AI is there. I, it's great for the person, the entrepreneur, and the person who really wants to better themselves. Because everybody else is going to rely on that. And when they rely on that, that makes you special. Once again, just full circle. Better to be different than great. Boom. There you have it. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, the Deej, uh, the sales energizer. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been the Sales Consultant Podcast. Where do you want people to go and find you and learn more, Dan? Yeah, there's this new website. It's called Google. Just pull up my name, Dan Jordan, J-O-U-R-D-A-N. I'm really accessible to anybody. If you're looking to, if you're an individual contributor that's having a hard time reaching the decision maker, call the DJ. I'll hook you up. You've been listening to the Sales Consultant Podcast. If you enjoyed the interview and would like to support the show, please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or on Spotify. Please also consider following our LinkedIn page. If you're an industry expert or if you know an industry expert that should be on the show, message us on LinkedIn at the Sales Consultant Podcast.